0: Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, The Valley Comes Alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au How was your day, sweetie?
1: Terrible. A deal that I've been working on for weeks fell apart
0: and... Yep.
2: (sighs) Sounds like the time the gearbox went in my patrol.
1: How
0: is that the same, Terry?
2: If you really love cars, Auto One... Welcome to episode 104 of the Talking Power podcast. I'm Nick DeCimber and I'm joined by co-host Todd Brinkworth. Todd, thanks for joining us.
1: No worries. Thanks, Nick.
2: We're back on Zoom. I
1: know. It's, it feels weird. It, it does.
2: It does, doesn't it?
1: It does because we kind of had something going and then we went to Zoom and we got used to it and then we got away from Zoom and we're back here again.
2: We're back here again look for those listeners that are not familiar with what's happened in western australia we went we had a five day full lockdown and now we're in uh, the i guess what is it an eight day nine day sort of semi-lockdown yeah. uh, where we have to wear masks if we were to if we were together in the studio here we'd have to all wear masks and we just thought mm-hmm. you know what for this week There'll be another announcement made on the weekend. We thought just for this week, we'll do it on Zoom again. We'll yeah. catch up with Ross Tapper and David Smith shortly. We'll be speaking with them soon. We thought, you know what, we'll just do it um, without masks separately. That way we can, you know, it feels a bit more, I don't know, just wouldn't feel right if we we're wearing masks in here, to be honest. No, exactly. So we thought, yeah, we, we'll do we'll do that instead. So yeah, we're back on Zoom, but uh, hopefully it's only for a short period of time. Nothing it's not that there's anything wrong with Zoom, but you know, I yeah. actually started enjoying the studio experience, to be honest. I think you Yeah, did, that's too. right.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. So
2: anyway, look, I mean, we need to shout out, firstly, there's a very special volunteer out there that is refueling a portable generator as we speak on site. Uh, The transmitter for 88.5 FM, now that's not damaged, thankfully, but the power to it was Mm. damaged in the fires that we've just had. So if you're listening to us as a podcast, that's great, but a lot of people listen to us on 88.5 FM Saturday mornings. And to those listeners, you're getting this transmission because there's a volunteer out there that's continually refueling the generator so that the transmission can keep transmitting the signal. So – um. We'd just like to say our sincere thanks to that volunteer that's doing that job um you know for for commercial sorry for community radio that's a you know we really appreciate that so big thanks to that person out there that's doing that We'd also yeah. like to you know send our sincere thoughts and regards to all those that have lost property and homes in the and businesses and livelihoods in the fires as well so You know, our thoughts go out to all those people. I know a number of people in motorsport have been affected by it as well. So Mm -hmm. our sincere thoughts go out to those people as well. So, um, you know, hopefully, you know, it won't be too long to you back on your feet again. But, yeah, our sincere thoughts go out to those people. I had another one here, Todd's not in the notes, but I've added it today because I only found out this morning. Um, Australian touring car legend, John Bauer, diagnosed with prostate cancer. So, yeah, really, really, I mean, you know, quite confronting. But the reason why I put in the notes, I mean, obviously, John Bauer, legend of Australian touring cars and supercars as well.
1: Yeah.
2: But it's really, it's more about the message. For people, for guys my age and older, I'm 45. Really, once you hit that 40 mark, get your prostate checked. Go and Mm -hmm. get the tests done. It's just a blood test now. It's not... It's not, yeah, the,
1: not the thing. It's not the
2: doctor from Cannonball. It's not. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I can't remember his name now. Jeez.
1: Yeah. I'm, but yes,
2: it anyway. comes out of the ambulance <laughs> with his <laughs> yeah. index finger. But look, yeah, we we're joking about it. But look, I mean, in all seriousness, go out and get yourself checked. Um, yeah. Guys that are over 40 years old, really get your prostate checked. You know, John Bauer. Was a very is sorry is a very very fit young guy still he's only in his I think he might have just turned seventy still very yeah. fit still very active but you know he's, he's um they've detected prostate cancer with him so our thoughts go out to mm. John Bow and his family an absolute gentleman I've met John a number of times A really nice guy and our thoughts are with him and his family at this time
1: yeah I've met I have got a funny John Bow story when I was over at uh, the twelve hour. I think the first time, a couple of years ago, I was walking through the pits and um, he was just walking along right next to me. And I went, you're John Bow." And he goes, so I am. Who are you? (laughs) And then we had a five or 10 minute conversation about his racing history and the whole lot. And just such a nice guy. Like, didn't, I didn't, well, I didn't realize it until, yeah. And my mate, well, Denver, sort of walked past me and went, what are you doing? I'm "I'm talking to John Bow? What are you doing? And he was just... Looked at me
2: stunned. Like, <laughs> yeah, an absolute, like yeah, absolute him. legend, nice John Bow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a lot of, lot of victories in Volvo and, um, uh, Ford Sierras and, um, of course, Falcons. Yeah. And then, you know, other cars as well. And, um, a number of open wheelers and mm-hmm. yeah, just an absolute gentleman as well. So our thoughts are with him. Todd, we also need to mention our, we've, um, Gentleman that came up to us and talked to us at the um, Gone But Not Forgotten, our 100th episode, Clint Wall. He's, um, he's got a big show on at the Georgiana Molloy, I guess you say, Anglican School in the Southwest Indoor Motors, at Motor Show. Yeah. Big event coming up on the 19th, 20th, and 21st of March. We're going to be down there on the Saturday, the 20th of March. I'm really looking forward to that. Clint's having us along. So thanks, Clint, for having us down there. Um, we're going to be live and dangerous, I guess. We're going to be doing yeah. a whole lot of interviews down there. We're going to have the cameras down there. And we're going to try and get as much content as we can, I'm sure, for the day and the night we'll we'll do that. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And we'll try and get Clint on. I spoke with Clint uh, yesterday yesterday. And uh, we're going to endeavor to get him on the show before the actual show, do a bit of a promotion and he can talk about what we expect to see there. And look, it just, I mean, it just goes to prove like Clint was on the cusp of actually canceling this show, but, um after motivation a number of people got on board and there's some going to be some really great cars heading down there so i'm i'm really looking forward to it and mm. i know you are as well you've been to it before todd tell us a little bit about it
1: yeah i went um i want to say last year but i can't i get confused i can't remember if i had it last year i actually don't think they did it may have been the year before mm. um really good show i was actually impressed um they kind of have a and Clint might correct me from hearing this, but when I was there, I found they had sort of an open policy where a lot of people came and went. Like, there was just sort of main area in the school hall by the basketball courts that had the really nice cars. Like, and there were some really, really nice cars. Yeah. But there was lots of people that came and went, like, off the lawn and went for a bit of a drive into town. And, and I found that really good. In the couple of hours I was there, the entire car park changed mm. almost three times. And I found it really interesting. I mean, um, yeah, I it was just a really good show. Lots lots of cars and again, lots of nice people. Like everyone I was walking around so looking at a few things mm. and the owner of the car would walk up and sort of be like, Oh, hey, you know, and I'd be like, Oh, is this yours? Happy to chat, you know, where they got it from, what they've done to it. Um, yeah, I think I sent you a photo of a a John Goss Ford
2: that Yes you did. Yeah.
1: That was immaculate and the guy had had it since day dot and Like just stuff you don't see, like these are the things that are tucked away that might not go to the big, big, big shows, but they come out for these little hot rod shows that are are needed. Like these guys love getting in the cars out, going for a cruise, and let's be honest, Bustleton it's
2: an amazing place. Oh, it's it's a beautiful part of Western Australia. Beautiful part of the world, really. Yeah. No, no, I think you're correct. I think from my understanding, Clint did discuss it with me as well. Like on the Saturday afternoon, I think at one o'clock, the cars will all be leaving and doing the Cape yeah. to Cape run. So they're going to be running from Bustleton down to Augusta and then back again on, on different roads. So we're going to try and have a bit of a camera crew out there, getting some footage of the cars on the on the cruise as well. And we're going to talk to as many entrants as possible. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a big day. And, uh, you know, head down there on the Friday, the 19th of March, Saturday, the 20th of March, and Sunday, the 21st of March. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, I think it'll be a great, great event. Mm. I think on that note, we may just take a break. We have got Ross Tapper, David Smith, waiting to come on and uh we'll have a chat with them in literally a couple of minutes and uh we're talking all things Targa West, Targa Albany Sprint. Looking forward yeah. to that. Todd, can you tell us you're looking you you close to entering or
1: Yeah, I'm I am sending off some messages right now to see if there's still a spot available. And okay. I'm sure Dave will read me up about it. <laughs> um just waiting on some parts of the car. Yeah, It's just been taking me a lot longer than I thought and um, had to b- bite the bullet basically and just pay the shipping fee, which,
2: mm.
1: yeah, to get some bits from Japan. So, yeah. Okay. But yep. finally, I think it's been three and a half months of me saying the car's going to be ready, going to be ready, going to be ready. But
2: yeah,
1: a lot closer than I was even a week ago. So, yeah. Okay.
2: All right. Now that's, good. Cutting, that's it, good.
1: cutting it fine, but hey, <laughs> you know.
2: Well, that's so, huge. That's your motto.
1: <laughs> no, I, <don't>, I know. <laughs> All
2: right. Well, look, we'll take a short break here and we'll be back right after this with Ross Tapper, David Smith, Tiger West. And uh, we also need to congratulate Ross Tapper on his yeah, we do. Order of Australia medal. What a magnificent achievement. We'll catch up with him right after this. Okay, uh, welcome back to the and Power podcast. And we've got with us some special guests. We've got all the way from Targa West, Ross Tapper and David Smith. Thanks for joining us, guys.
3: Once Can again, you... it's always good to catch up with you guys.
2: It is. I mean, and uh, look, I mean, we are talking with Ross Tapper, who's just recently been awarded the Order of Australian Medal. Congratulations on that, Ross. I think it's a really fitting uh, award for you. And uh, look, our congratulations from everyone here at the podcast, from Todd and Simon as well. I spoke with Simon today and he said to pass on his congratulations. Um, you mentioned somewhere I read that you the award took you by surprise. Why is that, Ross? <laughs>
3: yeah, to get recognition within your sports, one thing, to get recognition at this level is totally... yeah gobsmacking, like it's not someone in the sport saying um, this person should receive such an award. Now, many people, um, and it wasn't just, it wasn't my friends who were doing it. I know friends were involved in part of it, but um, but there was others involved in, well, as in when I say friends, my day-to-day friends that you deal with, it was other people involved in well as well, but uh, very humbling, um, a great honour to receive um, so yeah, it's it's don't know what to say except it's yeah. absolutely <laughs> amazing to um, receive an award like that. And that you know we all go through our life and you see people far smarter and far more intelligent and doing far more for the community, um, you know, as in the medical world and, mm-hmm. and engineers and all sorts of people. But To get it for, in my case, run and rallies is the way I see my life, but other people see it as a contribution to motorsport, which is terrific.
2: Well, I think it's a contribution to the community as well. It's not just motorsport, but even the community as well. And especially what you guys do in the community, not just yourself, but David as well, and the whole Targa West team. All your events, as we continually say, are free. So so doing that for the community and making, they're basically community events. We talked in depth about Targa in the Allenbrook and all those regions that you travel to. They're community events where people get together. So I think if you look at the big picture, it's really, for me, it was a bit of a no-brainer.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And there's our, one of the ladies involved, is, is Jan Stagbar, who's the patron, and she talks about social capital, which is all about that, is bringing people together. And, and it wasn't just Targa West. I've been running events for 40 years and 30-odd you know, years running the Forest Rally. And mm. um, John Smales, who was one of the first people to get rallying on TV in a big way through Channel 10, Sent me a lovely message, but it said, "Just imagine the amount of tourism that forest rallies brought into WA over those mm. thirty years." So, um, it's a lot of big things that, um, and and the, the rally community have been right behind me, and mm. and I say that all. Day, I had no idea what I was doing, but once I put up my hand, everyone got in behind me and helped me and showed me, and and it's still going on forty years later. That. I say, hey, guys, we're going to run an event in Albany, and you know, 20 or 30 people are saying, well, we'll come down and help you put it together. And yeah. to this day, it still blows me away what, what motorsport people will do.
2: Mm, now, definitely. Ross, tell us a little bit. I know we've spoken in the past, but give us a brief rundown. I mean, you started rallying in 75, I think I'm, I'm correct there, but three years into the gig, you were organising events. Was yep. that a natural progression to start from rally and then start organising events or was know, that was, out of desire? I was too young
3: to know what I was doing. <laughs> 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 I, um, the reality is, and it's a little bit of a sad story, but um, my my first navigator, because it was mostly navigation events back then, a guy called Peter Rogan said that he was going to run the Pathfinder Rally and he asked me if I'd, well, he didn't ask me. I said I'd help him, love to help him, and thoroughly and utterly enjoyed it. But unfortunately, our good friend Ross McFarlane was killed in that rally. Mm. And um, and the WA Car Club then spent months and months and months going around in circles saying, well, who's going to run it? Who's going to run it the following year? And eventually, I just stuck up my hand and said, look, I've got no idea, but I'm not going to let this thing fall over. Mm. And um, another guy said, well, I know Charles Court, who was the Premier of WA at that time. And he got um, Sir Charles to come along and start the rally. And and then then he also knew the owners of the Entertainment Centre, which had only just been open. And before I knew it, within months of not knowing anything, there I am, the event director, standing in front of the Entertainment Centre with Charles Court starting a rally. And And it just took off from there and have been running a rally every year since in mm. one way or another from state events to forest rally and um, as for the targers of course and helped out over east on a few events over there yeah.
2: look it's it's amazing we'll just run through some of your accolades here let's it was the wa state official of the year in 2015 in that same year you were inducted to the australian rally hall of fame and you're also given lifetime membership of Motorsport Australia, formerly known as CAMS. Can I ask, where does the order of uh, Australian medal, where does that sit amongst amongst that lot there?
3: Um, way, way, way on top of that. Like, to be recognised, as I said before, to be recognised by your peers within your sport is absolutely terrific. Mm. But to have a, total, an, a totally independent body who doesn't know me, doesn't know our sport, doesn't know anything about rallying, but recognises that it's um, what we've, what I've done, what we've done as a sport, as she said earlier, is a contribution to the community. It's it's another level of way above yeah. all the rest, you, know, you love being recognised by your peers, whether it's an official of the year or hall of fame or or a slap on the back. You, mm. you appreciate that, and um, but this one's from people who who know nothing. All they've done is received. Um, written references to say yep. this is what I've done, and they've said yes. That's a um, that's a worthwhile recognition to um, the community. And mm. when yeah. I say to people that yeah, but you know, doctors save lives, I don't, and they say yeah, but you know, you're running something as you said earlier. There's t- to contribution to the community, and, and the community needs all sorts of things. It's not yeah. just you no know, doctors and engineers and and all these other people it's um all sorts of things that makes the community go around and round, and i'm just a small part of that yeah well, one I'm of the things that support. someone
0: did sorry one of the things that someone did mention was just the, especially in the covid world just keeping on running events and giving people something to look forward to how much of an impact that has on on people's mental health you know yeah. whether it's an official that looks forward to coming out and helping on the event whether it's a, a competitor that uses that as a stimulus to get out to, to work on his car or the spectator to get out of the house, to come down and, and actually watch one of the events. Um, so as Ross said, you know, it's more than just the, the tourism, it's more than just the event itself. It's making people feel good.
2: Mm, yep, yeah. 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 Most certainly. And I, I can vouch for that. I mean, especially, you know, coming out of, I, I spoke, spoke with Todd. I remember last year when we were able to get down to Pemberton for Targa Southwest how excited people were to get down to Pemby oh, yeah. you know it's a long long yeah. long trip, but it was we all enjoyed it, you know so because it was the sort of the first event coming out of of Fresh that lockdown. you know that yeah. harsh lockdown so yeah and no, I can certainly vouch for that and I, I and I know people are really looking forward to the Albany event uh, which we'll we'll talk about now actually I mean we're moving on to Albany C- can you talk us through the Albany Sprints a little bit of a new look this year? Um, it's going to be two days. Reasonably familiar with the hill climb myself, but can you tell us a little bit, are there, oh, sorry, any
3: changes to the hill climb at all? Um, no, not, not really. And, um, we'll be putting a bollard on the side of the um, water barriers to hopefully they'll knock over a light bollard rather than smash into the water <laughs> barriers on yeah. the chicanes. But that's, that's only a bit of you know, fine-tuning of what we did last year because... <laughs> when the competitors hit the um, water barriers and knock them 20 metres ar- down the road, it's time-consuming and mm. hard work to keep putting it back. So well, either that or we can ask the drivers to learn to drive. That The things <laughs> are there to be driven around, not through the middle of them. Yeah, is, right. is that
0: why your name's not on the entry list now, Todd? What's What's um?
1: No, no. Oh, well, I did actually come home with an orange paint scrape on my rear bumper last year.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Anything I behind the
0: rear wheels a trophy, Todd?
1: I didn't think I was driving fast enough to warrant that. But hey, um, and it's not there yet. But i we'll talk to you up there about that because yeah, some stuff arrived today finally for the car. So. Not quite overnight I, I, from Japan, but let's just say three months from Japan.
0: I actually <laughs> suggested to Ross that we tell the competitors that that you know there's three at random water barriers that are full. Um, they call us to how close <laughs> they want to cut it. You just don't tell them which three. <laughs> I <Like>, very <I'll literally laughs> name three names that will try all
1: of them. Like, don't worry about <laughs>
2: that. <laughs> so, oh
1: man. dear.
2: New, new to the sprint this year in the the Albany the event is the Quarren up sprint. Now I didn't know much about this region of Albany. It actually served as a quarantine camp back in the early early 1900s. Did you guys know that? Were you aware of that? There's
0: or, an irony in that, isn't there?
2: <laughs> there, <laughs> there is. We out a lockdown. <laughs> I think it housed housed people with pandemics in the early 1900s. To be honest,
3: yeah, it's, it goes back to the sailing ships. Mm um when you know, the sailors were coming down from Europe in a sailing ship and they would have all these diseases and ones that weren't healthy well they couldn't take them into the you now imagine if a disease like we've got today got into mm. a tiny little um, settlement like Albany or Fremantle or, you know, Swan River way back then um, and so that anyone who was too ill to go go ashore were, were putting into um Camp yeah, That's okay, a real place and. Just another bit of trivia talking about that is the um, the Norfolk Pines that uh, are down there on Middleton Beach. And you'll notice that they're also on Cottesloe Beach. And I presume Cottesloe is the same reason. They were grown so they could be masts for ships. So okay. if a ship came into Albany and it was missing a mast, they could... Presumably chop down a tree and, and make a new one.
2: <laughs> well, there you go. That is a bit of uh, trivia there. That, yeah, oh, I certainly the wasn't aware of that. We,
3: down there we got told that because there's a big controversy in in Albany about some of those trees that um, are starting to get rotten anyway. They've chopped three or four of them down, which upset quite a few people in Albany. But. No, reality is trees don't live forever, ever. No. When they're in the middle That's of a right. car park, they're not getting enough water and enough health. So the safe thing to do is to remove them. Mm. That's a bit of trivia. Anyway, so, yeah, Camp up if, if people know um, in the, the big harbour, it's right over the other side of the harbour out on the other point. Um, the story is that the City of Albany, when um, race wars indicated well, was a strong rumour, good indication that they weren't going to run, they asked us, well, what can we do to to turn our event from a one-day into a two-day event, Seeing there was not going to be two days of race wars? And we said, well, is there any other roads? Well, a um, friend of ours, Ian French, was living down there, and he came back with this road that goes out to Camp Coronup And... Actual competing on it will be really nice. The, the logistics of going onto a dead end, without much turnaround room and not much area to store cars, is going to be a challenge for us. But yeah, obviously the enjoyment of driving on that road will be make up for that. Um, and we're running it in two parts, so there'll be a speed event, of which is what most of the guys doing. In speed events, you don't need the full roll cage and the full safety gear. Mm-hmm. So, we're using, let's say, the slower and the safer part of that road, which is 2.11 uh, kilometres. Um, there's about 60 cars doing that. And there's another close to 30 cars that are going to do a rally sprint. And uh, the rally sprint will be a lot faster in the first two kilometres and then use the same 2Ks of the speed event. Yeah, okay. Um, but you no, know, those rally guys—they've you know, got you no know, the full the full roll cage, as in a rally roll cage, which is stronger than a, a racing roll cage. Mm-hmm. Um, slight difference between the two of them. Plus, they've got you no know, the Hans device and the proper seats and 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 all the gear. So, if they do make a mistake at at high speed, they've got the gear to protect them. Whereas the speed events can run without a roll cage. So, we don't want them going anywhere near the same speed. Yeah, okay.
2: No, fair enough. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Ross or David, can you tell us any new competitors for this year and the Albany the event? Anyone new that we haven't heard of before or anyone making a debut there?
3: Um, big father
2: and son, but I'll let Dave do that one. <laughs> Peter and Alex Rulo are coming out. To, to
0: play again. Um, I, I don't know how public knowledge it is, but he's put it on the entry form, so it can't be too private. Turn away for your listening, Pete. Um, so they're, they're actually, I'm not sure whether you, you I think you guys realised, but they they came out to play in Pete's um, SSC Lotus Exige Target GT down at the, the Bunbury Sprint. Um, and, and Alex did exceptionally well, and so did Pete. I think, I can't remember us. I think the old the, the, um, Alex beat the dad, didn't he? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Alex beat Peter. Um, yeah. So, wow. which is a pretty good effort, um, yeah, considering that it's pretty much his first time in the car. So, they're actually bringing out an interesting toy um, a Lamborghini. Um, oh. There oh. is a whole stack of fancy stuff behind the Lamborghini. Um, but basically, the main point is that Pete bring up to make sure that the chicane's are actually going to be set up as wide as they are elsewhere, so that they could get it through them. So, because yeah. so the, cause the Lambo, Lambo is fairly wide, it's it's a it is a Gallardo, ga, however you say it. But mm-hmm. there's actually some fancy history behind it. It's actually a, 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 a one of those GT um, cars. So okay. It's actually a proper proper race spec car um, yep. with big wings and bits and pieces, and and there is a european build etc so that'll be interesting to see that go up the hill um i don't know whether it'll be ideally suited to it but it'll certainly be interesting to watch and i think it'll be pretty bloody quick on the rally sprint at quaranum too Mm. Um, Mm. so i guess that's probably the the main name and the main car um new we got a whole stack of you know other cars from the you know there's a datson 1200 ute that was out there last year Yep. Um, there's, you know, a variety of Escorts, a variety of Porsches, you know, lots of Lotuses, um, you know, R8 Commodores and classic Porsches and the usual Subarus and Evos. Um, so there's actually a whole suite of, of cars. Got,
3: um Last year's winner, Will White, will be there. hmm uh, I think the year before was one one by Matt James Wallace. and he's yep. I don't think he did last year but he he's coming back this year. So and that's an
0: extremely quick car so that mm-hmm. and high horsepower car so that'll actually be well suited to the climb up the hill. Yep. Um, absolutely. Um, I'm just trying to think you know Mark Greenham's coming to play um, you know pretty much pretty much anyone that is of note, I guess, from yeah. the rally sprints. They're all down there, um, plus a whole suite of local guys. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a whole, uh, obviously, with the Auto One sponsorship, Ray um, is coming out to play in his in his car. Yep. Um, Glenn Badger's coming out in his escort. I hope, actually, is he entered, Ross? I'm not sure whether he's You're entered. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's entered. Um, cool. So they're both coming out to play. Um, Both so have it, haven't it,
3: got their cars going yet, so we on, when <laughs> we're going down on Monday, So we'll do some arm twisting. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs>
2: But that's good news. I mean, and I know a lot of locals support the event as well. I remember last year, I spoke with a number of entrants, and they were all a lot of them were local. So it's great to see that there's a number of cars down that way, and not just Albany, but you know Mount Barker and Denmark, and even as far as Esperance as well. A lot of people come come to Albany to support the event, so it's that's really great news, and it's good to hear. It's good to hear that uh, we've got some big hitters coming down there as well. I'm sure the crowd will will be down there and really looking forward to it.
0: Guys, I if just... in Phil Morley's entered too, but I, you know, given that he's been up in Exmouth and he's got to come home via Port Hedlin, I don't know whether he'll make it back in time.
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be a bit of a challenge. That, that will yeah. be a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Speaking of challenges, guys, I've got a question for you. I know a lot of people will be tuning into this podcast after the 11th. On the 11th, you've got a, a, a sprint event at the Motorplex. Uh, this is, you've got a 150-person limit can you tell us some of the challenges that you're going to have with the rally sprint at the motorplex? So basically no food outlets, people got to wear masks, basically two people per car, correct me if I'm wrong.
3: Yep. So, no, and- no service crews. Yeah. Um, well, we need close to 30 officials. We normally get 35 officials turn up, but mm. we need about 30 officials. So hence we're cutting it back to 65, but we're still sitting just below 60. Yeah, um, yeah. Our bumpery people can't come up, which is a bit of a pity. Mm. Some, some people said, let's run it next week, but that just puts us back on Albany. And we've been chasing our tail since December when we lost to round one, round two, sorry, through the shooting. Yeah. Um, we then lost round three because of um, uh, the fire that was down that way. Mm. Yeah. Um, yes, we've run those events now, but um, I didn't want to lose another one and then, just keep putting things off so yeah um yeah, so this is done out of the gate so normally we'd love to see a crowd and, um we'd get heaps of people there mm. sorry this time but um unless your name's on the list for a driver co-driver or official yep. uh we'll have to turn you around and say mm. no, not this time yeah um, yep it, no it's i mean just most-
0: like 2021's basically said to 2020. You thought that was bad. Hold oh, my beer. Yeah. Watch this <laughs> between floods, fires, and the, and the you know the lockdown here. It's just been insane. And a cyclone. add the cyclone. Oh, like, yeah,
1: like, yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah, of that. Been, yeah. Good start.
2: <laughs> No, that's fair enough. Look, I mean, and people will understand that anyway. I think everyone will not. Not I think people will understand that. Guys, tell us a bit about Targa West this year, September. Um, plan's underway. Everything's looking looking uh, really good for that that date. Uh, how things progressing there?
3: I'll quickly just backtrack to Albany. Oh, sorry. One of, one of the big things that's going to happen, the City of Albany made this happen, is it's the RAAF's 100th anniversary this year. Yep. So there's four PC21s, I think they are. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a fly past and aerobatics. And if we're really, really lucky, um, we'll get a Hawk jet come down and do a fly past as well. Oh, that's awesome! So- Less than 30 minutes from PS Airbase to uh, Albany. So <laughs> um, but anyway, the PC 21s are definitely going to be doing at 12:45 if anyone's going to be down there. Yep. Um, get down to Middleton Beach and there'll be a 15-minute display of um no, routine type um stuff, and then the, the fourth plane will bail out and um, come back and do some aerobatics, so that will be good to see, and, and a bit of entertainment separate mm. from the from those who love their cars. Um, it'll just provide something else for us.
2: No, that sounds excellent. I wasn't aware of that, so that's a that's another gem in this this podcast. So we've got a couple yeah. of gems to release on this
3: yeah.
2: one. Yeah. Uh, so you're just getting back to Tag West. We're all on track then. That's that's looking good for for this year as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, like we've, we haven't we have done much on Targo West except pretty well agree that it'll be the same course. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to change um, the 2J, or what we called them last year, was 2J um, and harvester stages. We need to reverse them back to the way they were in that um, 2J put down brand new bitumen um, where the start line was. Well, we didn't increase its length of eye for the piece of bitumen so they've okay. asked us to go back and start the other way and, and <laughs> finish on their new German rather than start yeah, okay. the cars are slowing down rather than accelerating um, yeah. otherwise um, we're looking to, to do pretty much the same if we can squeeze it in time wise we'll, one of the competitors asked us to do three runs at Wanneroo Raceway which is very similar to their point to point Otherwise, we'll be keeping our fingers crossed that um, that the world will sort itself out between now and September. Uh,
2: Look, I'm sure it will, and uh, we're, we're certainly looking forward to it. I know it's a big, big event on the Western Australian calendar for motorsport, and we're, we're certainly looking forward to that and, uh, and the, also this Albany uh, Sprint as well. So we can find information on the Albany Sprint. It's sprint.com.au. And for more information on Target West, www.targetwest.com.au. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's correct, I believe.
3: Yep. And yep. the other one is Target Southwest, which is all that again, targetsouthwest.com.au, which is three weeks after Albany. So at the moment we're running a rally sprint this week, then Albany, which is effectively two or three events, and then Target Southwest three weeks after that. And um, and then the WA Car Club, which I'm a key part of, is moving on to the, the forest. Well, so Targa West has then got a rally sprint on the 8th of April back at the Motorplex. And then some of us are helping work put the forest rally together, which will be an Australian Rally Championship. Oh wow! Um, nice. It'll be great to see the new um, Yaris's that Bates uh, yeah. Motorsport will be bring over. And um, yep. there's some nice cars coming over and. In, in, coming over for that let alone yeah. so
0: the other thing we got to talk about is need to um thank ray and, and desiree for their support um of the tiger albany sprint auto one have come on this year auto one albany have come on this year is the um as one of our main sponsors for that event so they've been doing some um some good work with us on on some artwork and posters and bits and pieces and, and offering us some good support so that's handy to to join the you know the Albany and and obviously makes making history in Shannon's as well. So they've come on as as I guess the in inverted commas naming rights sponsor. It's so yeah. the Auto One Tiger Albany Sprint.
1: Auto one, I'll give them a plug. I'll do it as well. Last year I needed to get a jack to fit underneath the Evo. <laughs> I went in there and they like straight away. Yep, oh, you're part of Race Wars. Yep, you're doing the hill climb. Bit of a discount. Sorted me out some other spare parts. Had a look at the car. Took a photo friendliest bunch of guys I've ever met in my entire life. And it's why, well, I shop at Auto One everywhere now because, <laughs> you know, they're just, they're car people and it's great to see.
3: So I don't know why we paid someone to do a radio ad. We could have just snipped that <laughs> out. No. It <laughs> no.
2: Well, it's funny you should say that because, I mean, Auto One is also the sponsor yeah. for the Talk & Power podcast too. So we, we, we really, I mean, yeah, Auto One, that, That's the, the key is exactly what Todd just said. They are car people. And, uh, I mean, Todd, David and I went back later that afternoon, Todd, as well. I don't know if you recall. we got some more bits and pieces as well. That's I can't right, what it yeah. I can't remember anyway. else was for, for you, but we had to get some more bits and pieces. And they are the great guys, really helpful down there, it's particularly the one in Albany. But I think all auto ones right across the nation are, are great people and they are certainly, certainly help us out, that's for sure.
3: Anyway, mm. they're going to um, have a little marquee set up at both Sunday and Monday with the typical stuff that rally people forget to bring, you know, their race tape or the cable ties or the, uh, I don't know, whatever Ability. else. Ability. <laughs> <Maybe Yeah>. Jack. <laughs> I was going to say that, but, yeah, I'm the one that's got a jack last year, so I
1: can't say much, uh, yeah.
2: I was going to say, um, Todd, yeah, I can't believe you forgot the jack, but anyway. That's
1: a... Hey, it's my pride of place now. It's actually a really good jack. It was.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's magnificent. It has its own, it own is little a carry case.
1: It is pride of place. It lives in the house. It's that that privileged.
0: it be a shame for you not to enter this year then, wouldn't it, given that the jack, you know, it would be going home to its... um Yeah,
1: true. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. No, no. know
2: oh great look that sounds that sounds really good guys and um look um, yeah as i said target and targawest.com.au and all, all your different associated websites head to them check it out just to repeat myself all of all your events are free free to spectate it's really great i know the albany one i've been to it a couple of times now the hill climb it's a great day out we really enjoy ourselves down there and uh we're yeah looking forward to it again this year
0: Thanks, guys. Yeah. Can I can I actually put put Ross in the when I I sent him a message the day that the OAM was announced and I said, mate, you're in esteemed company because Toby Price has got one as well. You know, <laughs> what was your comment? What was your reply, Ross? <laughs>
3: I didn't have to break any bones to win
0: mine. <laughs> <laughs> Toby put his comment up from his hospital bed in South America, wherever he is, <laughs> about winning the OAM. Ross, Ross said, well, I didn't have to break any bones to get mine. <laughs>
2: so, but all seriousness, Ross, look, we, congratulations. Congratulations yeah, to away. you and Jan as well. And uh, David is you as yeah. well, you know, and the team at Target West, the whole, all the volunteers. Uh, congratulations on that award. It is uh, it is uh, very fitting that you should win that, and I, yeah, for me, it was a no-brainer. And uh, congratulations from all of us here and all of our listeners as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I've only been around for a few years. Jans is the one that's been propping him up for the last forty years. <laughs> <laughs> I've
3: been around <laughs> 36 30 years. <laughs> Sorry, well, what was that? You but you know, out? I've got some good friends who um, from the first you know, first twelve months of Joining the car club that I'm still good friends with, and that's to me, it's all about the friendship. It's yep. to say yes, I enjoy good driving and nice cars, but but it's the friendship that you going. Many yep. challenges, but but it's really when you run a rally and you get 450 people come out and help you put it together, it just blows you away. Right? Yeah, um, I, so and I say honestly, to believe that that's... all the years.
0: Sorry, honestly, believe it. that that's the difference between rallying with that scrabble and tarmac, and, and a lot of other sports is just that camaraderie and friendship, and willing to chip in and help each other out, and you know they're not competing for the same bit of tarmac. And I think that that sort of goes a long way to, hmm. to that, whether it's officials or competitors, they're all just in there, yeah. having a
3: yeah. good time. Yep, yep. So I drive from um, bustleton over to Nanna but no, 7 o'clock in the morning is it's freezing cold and there's fog everywhere and it comes over the radio that um, there's a convoy of officials heading into the forest and you know that they've been up since 5 o'clock or 4.30 and met on an intersection in the middle of nowhere that's got nothing to define it. It's 20 k from the nearest town and they are all, all arrived and all are heading into the forest and it just gives you a lump in the throat every time it happens and you just think, What great people there are that they just won't let the sport down Mm, once people have committed to coming on 99.99 percent of them will turn up and make sure the rally goes ahead yeah and 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 from time to time these things don't work as we should but everyone um gets in behind it and fixes the problem and we move on
2: yeah yep definitely Mm. definitely
3: well, look, guys, look, thanks
2: for coming in. Thanks for coming on the podcast once again. Sorry we had to do it over Zoom, but uh, this, this this strange two weeks that we're having in Western Australia, we, we, it was really no other choice so to do it over Zoom, but we really appreciate your time once again, Ross, and congratulations. And, David, thanks for coming on. And uh, thanks, thanks, for, thanks for everything you do for us as well. We really appreciate it.
0: Norris,
2: no Cheers, guys. No problem, guys. Thank you. All right. Take care. See you. See you. Bye. Bye. So, everyone, the big news is we're pregnant.
0: And the other big news is I'm upgrading the brakes on my Mustang.
2: <coughs> if you really love cars, Auto One. All right, that was, that was uh, David Smith and Ross Tapper from Target West. It was great to have them on once again. Uh, it's really nice to have those guys on. And once again, congratulations to Ross Tapper. Motivation Todd, I went down Motivation 35, a whole new look to motivation this year. It was a, you know, a bit of a, a, not a bit, it was a a pretty wholesome change to the whole event. So I thought I would just give a review. We got a couple of interviews from down there as well. We caught up with the guys, uh, Colin Byrne from um, the King Cruiser and also uh, Bam from, from the Perth Street Machine Car Club yeah. so, or Perth City Street Machine Car Club so yeah it was really good to get down the motivation quite different this year so they moved the 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 uh, leak pavilion right over to the other side on the grass a little bit cooler still put the um, uh, fake for floating flooring on there as well it was really good and mm. I found it quite a lot more pleasant a lot more pleasant in that um, in that tent to be honest with you so I found it quite good. I don't know. We were hoping to have Simon on tonight as well because I know he did a number of converters for different customers there, but uh, he wasn't able to make it on tonight, but... Yeah, look, I mean, overall, it's run by uh, Summer Nats now. The Summer Nats crew have run this event, and I think they did a magnificent job this this year. We've we've taken over the event, and uh, look, looking looking forward to next year. I, I know there was um, good good attendance down there, and a, and a lot of people turned out, so no, it was great great to be down there. Mm. Did you, you did you get down there at all, Todd? At all No, a uh,
1: bit of a funny story. I went to go down there Saturday. And again, there were some fires on, bushfires and stuff like that going on. Yep. And I couldn't quite get there. I actually ended up at the service station behind Motivation at about 8 o'clock, but decided not to go in, even though the burnouts were on. And then on Sunday, I drove past the event because I had to go to Harvey for the day. Okay. The freeway was shut, so I ended up coming home down Rockingham Road. So yeah. again, if I had a time that's slightly better, I should have just pulled into the car park and gone and seen Motivation. Mm. I did hear good things about it. I um yeah. a couple of good good friends of mine said it's they've done it a bit better this year and mm. hopefully, you know Back to strength, to strength,
2: basically. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it was a really good, good event, and uh, yeah, the fire. There was a fire pretty close by, and uh, I must be honest, there was one stage. There was a fair bit of ash blowing over the motorplex, but you know, congrat. Uh, you know, credit to the fireies as well. Kept that one at bay. Uh, I think a couple of houses may have been. I think they. Were, I don't think they were houses. I think they might have been just sheds, but they they kept yeah. the damage to a minimum on that one there. So, and look, I mean, pr- prior to that, I wrote an article. In, On our website, if you go to www.talkingpower.com.au, you'll see an article on motivation. Leading up to that event, they actually had a fire right at the track that came right up to the the wall of the track. So, you know, it's been some challenging times for for Mm. motorsport and in particular, the motorplex. Look, we're not going to talk about what happened at the motorplex late last year it's been well documented but you had that plus the fire and plus this shutdown of covid it's actually put back a drag event one day as well um yeah. you know i mean that that's in the big scheme of things that's no big deal but still it's 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 still difficult for for the administration of the track to manage as well so i think they're well, doing a magnificent job and um yeah it, it hasn't it you hasn't been 12. easy yeah, that's like, correct. Yeah. Andrew running the and or oh, yeah. sorry, Evolve uh facility management running so the had track a
1: now. Lots thrown at them in their first few months of ownership or well well sorry. Organizational and logistics, shall we say, of running of the track.
2: Yeah, that's right. they have had yeah, a lot thrown no. at them. So
1: yeah.
2: yeah. Most certainly, most certainly. Hey uh, Todd, we um sunset at Hearn Hill, big event. I it was bit of a surprise. I mean, we're going back a little bit here, but we haven't really mm. had a chance to talk about the, these events. I know Motivation was right at the start of the year. Sunset at Hearn Hill was right right at the start of the year. Did that with a yeah. radio station. But, geez, that's a little uh, sort of a – it's a reasonably large show, but a uh, bit of a secret, that one, out there in Hearn Hill. And uh, yeah. I must be honest, they've they've asked us to go back, and I'm really looking forward to next year. Great mm. event. I, I really enjoyed the – uh the setup, I mean, it started sort of, you know, a bit later in the afternoon. And then by 7 8 o'clock, once it's literally once the sun goes down, it's, it's all over and you can go home. And you still got time to do stuff at nighttime as well. So mm. I really enjoyed the event. And the, the, the variety of cars was just a lot of cars I'd never seen before, to be honest. If you go yeah. to our website, talkingpower.com.au, you can see all the photos from the event there. And, uh, you know, I'd like to thank Rob, sorry, Midnight Bob. And uh, Jono for helping out as well. They were, on the, they were playing the music for the evening. It was a really, really good event. I really enjoyed it. Don't know if you saw some of the photos there, Todd?
1: Yeah, I did, actually. I, again, I meant to make it out there, and I, something got me sidetracked, unfortunately. But I saw you had a good time, Nick, and mm. yeah. And I heard a bit of it on the radio, actually. So, yeah. uh, tending to, you know, tending to 88.5, eight point five Ellen Brook yep. FM. And it sounds like you guys had a really good afternoon. So, yeah, you know, no. I can't actually wait to go back out there. Thoroughly enjoy shows it. that are good to get to. So, mm.
2: yeah, yeah, those community-based shows. Like we keep talking about community events, but that—that's a real, you know, a, a community-based uh, show, and it's, it was a real, real good one. That one,
1: yeah.
2: I don't know, Todd. If I've actually told you, but um, I may not have mentioned this to you yet. But I, the it XW, was, Mold was. XW, was used in a in a movie. Uh, no, you haven't. Yeah. So I was asked at that sunset at Hearn Hill, a couple of uni students came over and said, oh, we well, look, we're shooting a movie. And uh, would you be interested in, um, in if we could use your car as a, as a police car? So I've got some actual photos here to share with you. Check this out. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> looks legit.
1: Yeah, it does. <laughs> Did
2: you keep the light or what? <laughs> yeah so the, the, the lights were working as well so that was um yeah, yeah look i mean i really i um yeah it, they they uh, provided the, the sticker and the 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 beacon there so no it was quite pretty cool here's another shot as well this is the the final scene basically so you can see that's uh this guy's come a cropper over here
1: no oh, nice well not and, last, uh, uh, the uh, the falcon but hey
2: <laughs> what you wouldn't believe it, see this fence here. I don't know, yeah. you can you see this fence here? The people that live in here, they're actually related to the producer, the director yeah. of the, and they said they're going to pull this fence down. So they thought it was an opportune time. They're, the front of the fence is all smashed up, but it was smashed up by hand. <laughs> it's not the car didn't drive into it, it uh, looks like the car's driven into it, but they they broke up the fence for him just to give it a bit of authenticity. So, uh, yeah, no, yeah. look. Yeah, these guys, um yeah, it was I, I reckon I was in the movie probably the car, sorry, probably 17, maybe 18 seconds, and I, I was there for five <laughs> and a half hours.
1: Wow. That's, so, yeah. that's filming for you though.
2: Yeah, it is. So. It is, and it's a kind of I mean, a bit not completely new to me, but yeah, I mean it mm. was uh yeah, for that I reckon probably twenty seconds at the very most. The car's in it for. Uh, there's, I mean, three scenes where it's driving past, mm-hmm. and there's some kids moving a dead body, and I'm driving past in the background. <laughs> and then another <laughs> shot. There's a kid running, and he runs up the street, and I'm at the end of the street. And then the yeah. final scene where you see there, the car pulls up, uh, that guy's crashed, and uh, two police officers get out of my car. It's set in the '70s, the movie, and they oh, walk yeah. up, and uh, you know, and uh, and arrest the gentleman there. And that 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 took. Yeah, five and a half hours. So there you go. But a good experience, and uh, yeah, the movie's called The Night of the Huntsman. So when that's out, it's gonna—it's just a short movie, it's only six yeah. minute, only a six minute movie. And uh, when it's out, I'll share it on our Facebook page and also on our website. That way, you can um, you can see the movie. There was a couple of cars, old cars, using it. it was a HQ Ute that was there earlier in the day, and uh, also that XC uh, GXL. Falcon uh, Lloyd, who was a really nice guy, I got to know him really well, and uh, yeah, we really enjoyed ourselves. It was quite a, yeah, as I said, never done it before, and uh, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of an experience. I don't know, have you had much to do with movies, Todd?
1: A little bit, again, Gons, well,
2: Simon, yeah, Gons is the, the man,
1: yeah. Um, a couple of times, just he was doing. So I didn't realize at the time. Again, probably shows how young I am, but anyway, um. <laughs> he was doing stuff with films back in the day and now I'm like, oh, hang on. That's what he was doing that day. You know? So. Yeah. Well, Godzilla, I mean, he I... did.
2: Yeah. He did a lot with fat pizza as well. So yeah, yeah he's well versed right. in this sort of stuff.
1: Um, It is on YouTube and I'm going to plug it. Simon, I know you sometimes don't like me doing it. There's a film uh, and it is, I think it's called Toey or something. Or it was about towing.
2: Oh yes. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I'm going to try and find the title right now. Um, he entered that in a short movie festival, didn't he?
1: And, yeah, the amount of my friends I've shown that to and they're like, hang on, I know him. And, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite hilarious. Like, you know, but, um, you know what, I'll link it on the website. I'll put, it, I'll put a link up on the, our All Fast, well, sorry, from All Fast, but the Talking Power website. Yeah. Of uh, Otherwise, I've got it saved somewhere. If it's been taken off YouTube, I've got it saved. I know
2: I do. He's always enjoyed <laughs> that sort of stuff. He really loves it to be honest. Yeah. He really, really loves that stuff. So, nah, good on him. Good on him. So,
1: at, so while we're talking about filming and all that, um, mm-hmm. my uh, auntie, my, a relative of mine, uh, who isn't really a car person, informed me on in the day that uh, ABC has a, show, a TV show called Backroads.
2: Mm. Okay. And
1: they went to, and I'm going to try and get the name right here, basically where they filmed all the country scenes of Running On Empty. Oh, Okay. And she went there for the um, annual um, show that they have there with all the ring and empty cars. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. um, what was it Kaka?
2: Kubar, something Kuba. like that. Thank yeah. you, yeah. Kubar. Yep, Kubar. Yeah. Um,
1: again, actually, our friends at Street Machine—they built a Chrysler and took it mm. out there a couple of years ago. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's well, I haven't actually seen it all yet. I started watching it at the night, but. Yeah, so ABC Backroads. Um, you can watch it on ABC iView. I shouldn't be plugging Actually, no, I can plug the ABC. They're still technically... Yeah. Technically. Um, And it's well worth the watch.
2: Yeah, so, okay. So, yeah. ABC Backroads. So, yeah, I'll get onto that and have a look yeah. at that. There's some really good content on TV at the moment. There's really some good stuff, so... Yeah. yeah. We'll take a break there and we'll be back with more in the what's happening in the V8 supercar world, what's happening in Formula One, and what's happening in MotoGP right after this. All right, welcome back to the and Power podcast, episode 104. They're really starting to come along now, aren't they, the episodes? It just seems like yeah. every two weeks, we're well, we are pumping one out every two weeks, but it comes along really, really quick. Hey, look, there's a bit of a shake-up, not a big shake-up, wasn't overly big, but a bit of a shake-up in the supercar world. I wanted to know what your thoughts were. I wanted to know what you think <laughs> of um, Davey Reynolds' His shift to Kelly Kelly Racing. Uh, he had a ten year. He had a ten year contract at Erebus. He saw out one year or maybe two. I can't remember one or two years out of a uh, ten year it wasn't contract. It three. Okay, what? three.
1: Anyway, um, firstly, we can talk about V8s tonight because, well, sorry, supercars
2: mm.
1: because Simon's not here.
2: Um, yep. No.
1: <laughs> I think I sent you a message, Nick. I jokingly said to you why don't they just shift the whole Erebus team to Kelly racing? Like, you know, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) I, I think good on Baby Reynolds. Mm. Um, Erebus look again, there was a special on YouTube that showed that team, how good they can be, but how self destructive they can be. And I don't know about anyone else, but that documentary opened my eyes to essentially a privateer team. When you look at it some ways, Mm. um, dave has got the talent, didn't quite have the engineer for the car, I believe. Sometimes, yep. So I guess moving to Kelly Racing is like Kelly Racing this year. I think will go from strength to strength. Like they've,
2: you know. Well, they got a new ownership there as well. So Grove, yeah. Grove, the Grove family have bought into that team as mm. well. Not not completely, but they've bought a fair fair portion of it. And um.
1: I mean, not that I'm in knee knee deep and with everybody involved in that supercars. But from what I've heard from some people that know the supercar team owners, they are a bit worried this year about Cully Racing. They think that it might be a threat. Mm. So, well, that's a
2: good thing for the sport.
1: Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, long story short, good on him. Um, I still love to see his former teammate what he can do this year because that guy's got a lot of talent, mm. and it should okay. make it interesting. Um, so, yeah, but look, hopefully more to come and make it interesting again. Like it's yeah. interesting, but make it interesting again. Yep. So.
2: And look, I mean, speaking of changes as well, over at Triple Eight, we've just heard recently that, you know, we've got a bit of a shakeup there. So Roland is standing down in 2022 mm-hmm. and Jamie Winkup will become team principal and managing director of the Triple Eight team. As we know, Jamie has a, a, a percentage share of the business. It's not mm-hmm. a majority. But um, Roland is, is stepping down. And also, Tony Quinn is bought into the team as well. Yeah, you know, Tony's purchase was not Roland Dane's uh, shares. It was uh, Paul Dumbrell and someone else whose name escapes me, someone, Miles. I can't remember their surname, uh, their first name. They, they've purchased, um, Tony Quinn has purchased their shares. So Tony Quinn is now, you know, to those of you that don't know Tony Quinn, uh, VIP Pet Foods, and also um, Daryl Lee Chocolatier, he owns those businesses or has owned those businesses in the past. Tony Quinn came to Western Australia, I think in the 80s, very early 80s. He was a sign manufacturer and came here with, he was a very successful sign manufacturer in, in the UK, sold his business over there because the mining boom was taken off in the 80s and, he was led to believe that the signs would be required here in Western Australia. That was true. But most of the sign business was tied up in, in existing vendors here in in Western Australia. So Mm. he stayed here, mowed lawns of all things and then uh, moved to Queensland and then uh, bought or started VIP pet foods and uh, hasn't looked back ever since. And, been very instrumental in in motorsport over the years, especially in the two thousands. We see VIP pet food everywhere, and then he bought Darryl E. chocolates here as well. So, you know, he'll bring something different to the sport. But mind you, that team of all teams have got some pretty smart guys running it to start with. I mean, yeah. Roland Dane. What can we say? I know, I know, I don't. I, we we sort of not bag the guy, but we don't speak. I know he, he frustrates me no end, but he everything he says is basically true just because he's representing the holden flag. It's why it frustrates me, but he's great, very intelligent businessman. And uh, I think that team is really going to go from strength to strength. They're already up there. They're going to get even stronger as well. Now, and Jamie Wincup next year as well, standing down and running the team as well. Big, big challenge for him, but with Roland standing in the background and Tony Quinn as well, I can't see too much going wrong to be honest
1: yeah that's right how do you think Jamie will hold up running the team or trying to be a team team boss
2: well that's that's going to be probably his biggest challenge because you can't be a driver can't can be mates with the rest of the crew no. the engineers he you know he can he, that's fine but an owner or the team principal and managing director no nah, can't but it's very difficult to be mates and I, mm. you can be mates to a certain extent but i think that's a big challenge for him mm. i think that's going to be a huge challenge but as i keep saying he's got roland sitting in the background he's got tony quinn sitting in the background very yeah. very smart team don't think they're going to put a foot wrong to be honest with you
1: yeah just make sure jamie keeps the drag him at all times Jeff. you're fine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So I'm, I'm looking forward to that in 2022. And this will be his swan song year as well. And look, I mean, I think he's still credentialed, Jamie. Jamie Winkup. I, I always thought that about him. I don't. Mm. And I still think he is very credentialed. It's interesting as well. Triple Eight have announced that they're stepping up their involvement in GT racing. We know that GT racing in Australia this year has taken on some new ownership as well. So um, the Fanatec GT World Challenge in Australia... Triple uh, Eight have committed to five of the six rounds, which is fantastic. There mm-hmm. it will be a Shane Van Gisbergen and the Highness Prince um, Jeffrey Ibrahim. Uh, he'll be racing as well. They, they've got an AMG GT3 Evo, beautiful car. This is a collaboration with, uh, with Jonah Motorsport and Triple Eight. So I think, you know, I know Roland's stepping down, but I think his focus will be on. Will be on um, probably this, and maybe he sees a bigger future for GT racing. What, what do you think, Todd?
1: I think people like myself, I'd love to watch more GT racing. To mm. be honest, yep. Um, the die-hard Australians still wants to see your Holden or Ford going in the circles. But do you think so? The, of, the diehard,
2: yeah. The diehards of. Have um, maybe moved on. I, I actually think I actually I actually think that you'll find that the GT the GT category will grow in strength out of the sheer. Um, I think the demographics changing in motorsport, mm. and I think the GT it certainly appeals to me, yeah. and I know it appeals to a number of people. I actually think that it's going to get stronger.
1: Well, I hope so because I enjoy watching it. Um- mm. I mean, personally, I think they should just – these are the last year's supercars and then put a freeze on it for a year or so and run historic touring cars. But I mean the the Perkin and Brock era VN, VS Commodores, same Falcons, run those. Because mm. they were still a tube of chassis, but they still ran primarily body panels. Yeah. And they were more fun to watch. Like, yep. I, yeah. Yeah. Again, side note, been watching um, Jack Perkins do a document on some stuff on YouTube about restoring all the old cars lately.
2: Oh, it's magnificent, isn't it? And it's really, really great. I must
1: admit, I mean, I remember watching that on TV when I was really young and it wants me to see them out there again. Mm. I'd rather watch that. Sorry, I'd rather watch those old things go around and, you know, they were big, heavy, ugly cars, so to speak.
2: But not only that, Jack presents so well as well. Yeah. I think he's lost. I mean, I, I mean, I understand he's doing that for his father's business as well, but mm. I think we need to see Jack Perkins in the sport, more involved in the sport as well. I'd like to see oh, more definitely. On Jack Perkins. He presents that 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 um, series so well, and that is a magnificent job they're doing with those Commodores. That is an absolutely yeah. magnificent job because those Commodores, even though um, Larry had sold those cars back in the 90s, He's yeah. purchased them again, but they have changed significantly since 1990s. Mm. I think he relinquished them in the late 90s. Yeah. You think about that. 20 years later, a lot of people probably thought the car hasn't changed much. I can when they talk about some of the changes that have been made. I mean they're they're having to they're having to find old VP and VR Commodores and cut yeah. metal out of them to put them back into these cars because those cars have had some really big, significant changes done to them.
1: Yeah,
2: that's right. So, so yeah, now that's a great series. You should yeah, get onto that. I, I actually quite enjoy that. I, I um watch that a fair bit.
3: Yeah.
2: Anyway, it'll come in. um it's it's gonna be an interesting year. Barbagello is the week before Targa West as well. So that's in yeah, I think early September as well. So hopefully that event goes ahead. You know, I mean, we don't know. It's still early days now. September, a lot can change between now and then. Yeah, but hopefully right. they're able to get over here and we can have another Perth round. We're really looking forward to that because we missed mm. last year. And, um, you know, kicking off, as you said to me on the phone the other day, kicking off late in February with the Bathurst 500, I'm looking forward to that as well. The calendar looks a lot more um, logical, that doesn't – that. Pro- people that are probably listening probably want to know what i mean by that if you look at the calendar there's a lot more logic to it they're basically giving themselves enough gaps in between each round for the Mm. teams to get back quarantine i'm not saying they do but i'm not saying they will but they can quarantine if they need to and then they can get back and and get to the next track as well um there just seems to be a lot more logical this year and everything's in a completely different order. I know Perth has always been in May this year. It's in September, but I think when I looked at the calendar myself, it just made a hell of a lot more sense. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we'll look, we'll take a short break here and we'll be back. We'll close the show with formula one and motor GP right after this. Talking Power Podcast, episode 104. We had um, Ross Tapper and David Smith on earlier. Great to catch up with them. We've got Todd Brinkworth here. Simon couldn't make it uh, for this podcast. So, anyway, it's just the two of us, Todd and myself. Hey, Todd, Formula I One. It a um, big big bit of a shake-up in Formula 1. There always is a bit of a shake-up, isn't there, in Formula 1? It's um, one of those... Well, the silly season, I always call it. Yeah, it normally happens earlier. But anyway, the silly season's kind of dragged, dragged on a bit. But I think everyone's locked in now. It's all done and dusted. Mercedes, yeah. no change. Alfa Romeo, no change. Williams, no change. So we've got George Russell and Nicholas Latifi at Williams. Um, at Alfa Romeo, um, Antonio Giovinazzi and Kimi Raikkonen there at alpha they haven't gone anywhere and of course Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas at Mercedes so no changes there but everywhere else has been changes we'll just want to I want to go through them here uh Red Bull Perez is replacing Alex Elbon and I've got right here will this push Verstappen to be even better I think it will I think having Sergio Perez Sergio Perez will challenge um Will challenge Max Verstappen, but I think that'll bring the best out of Max. I don't think we'll see. I don't think we'll see Max Faltar. I think it'll bring the best out of him. I, I have to be honest with you, Alex Albon. I really rated the guy, uh, but yeah, he just did not. He did not challenge. He should have been, you know, what they call the the wingman for for yeah. Max Verstappen. He just failed to do that. And mm. Mercedes were able to do their own strategy because they didn't have to block for two cars. And that's the thing. He needed to challenge Valtteri, Alex, and I, but I think Sergio will not just challenge Max Verstappen. I think he'll challenge Valtteri Bottas or Lewis Hamilton, whoever's whoever's on the same strategy as him, if that makes sense. So mm. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm I'm not a big Sergio fan. I don't really like his style of racing. I've seen him do things to Esteban Ocon that I wasn't really didn't like it myself. But all that aside, this is motor racing. At the end of the day, doesn't, they don't care what I think. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Sergio really push Max and uh, Valtteri as well. McLaren, so Sainz is off to Ferrari, as we know. Ricciardo's, Daniel Ricardo's in there to replace him. Uh, I've written here with Lando there. Uh, I, I think Daniel will have his work cut out for him. I think Daniel had it pretty easy last year with Esteban Ocon there. Esteban had spent a year or two out of the sport because um, he lost his ride. He Mm. came back, and I think Esteban was a little bit green, but I still rate Esteban Ocon. But I think Lando is pretty hot in that in that McLaren, and I think he will push Daniel pretty hard in in that car. So,
1: which might be needed?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think I I agree. I agree. I think Daniel needs a bit of a need someone there to challenge him. And, and mm. I, I really rate Lando Norris. I really do. I think he's a great yeah. talent. I also rate um, George Russell too, but we'll talk about him a bit later. Aston Martin racing, norm, formerly known as racing Point, So Vettel replaces Perez, Stroll remains. What do you think of that? Vettel replacing Perez there. I'm, I'm, I'm not sold. I'm not sold on Just that don't
1: one. Don't mention the war. It's fine. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
1: look, in every, actually, everyone knows I have a lot of regard for Patel. He didn't really shine last year. I think he's an underrated driver and still has something to show a lot of people in him. Yep. So you won't hear a bad word out of my mouth about Patel until he's on the side of the road throwing a helmet at somebody. But hey, you know. So hopefully on to better things. I'm disappointed he didn't quite make the impression at Ferrari that he could have. Let's put it that mm. way. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I think again though, we'll we'll see. Maybe he'll take the challenge and bring Stroll up to his level, or maybe he'll just fade away. We don't know.
2: Yeah, I so, I don't think there's a challenge in Stroll. That yeah. I don't think. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think there is. Um, yeah, I'm just not sold on that. On that that team there. Uh, the only one I. I rate in that team is actually the father Lawrence. I really do. I think Lawrence yeah. has got it going on, but I'm not convinced that Vettel and, and Stroll together will will bring the best out of that team. But hopefully I'm proven wrong now. Renault as well. They're not going to be known as Renault anymore. They're going to be known as their Alpine, their their race team, I guess you'd call it their race brand Alpine mm. looking forward to that. Guess my favorite, one of my favorites finance. I call him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fernando Alonso, yeah, he's back. He's back, and I cannot wait to see him in this car. I cannot wait to see Fernando Alonso back, and Esteban Ocon, he remains there as well. So I think um, Fernando Alonso will certainly uh, get the best out of Esteban Ocon as well. I, I really I rate those both those guys quite yeah. quite highly. So it's good to see him back. Ferrari Sainz, Carlos Sainz replaces Vettel, and Leclerc remains. Don't know. Don't know what's going to happen there. Not much, I don't think. Um, Mateo's already come out this week and said he doesn't expect much from his cars this year. So I mean, the, the messaging already from the get go. I don't know. You can look at that two ways. Maybe he's playing things down. Maybe they've got that Maybe they've found a bit of extra horsepower. I don't know. Mm. But he's already come out and said that you know it's not. They're not looking that great for this year, which. Surprises me somewhat. Alpha Tori, uh, Danny Kvyat is out, replaced by, you know, correct me if I, I couldn't say this wrong, Yuki Yuki Tsunoda. Yeah, I,
1: think
2: you, I think that's right. Yep. Tsunoda. Yeah. Yep. Yuki Tsunoda. So Danny Kvyat's out, replaced by Yuki Tsunoda, a Formula Japanese F4 champion and a Red Bull Junior Academy member as well. Pierre Gasly to remain. Glad that Pierre's still hanging around. Um. Unfortunately, Danny, yeah, Danny did well there, but, I. yeah, unfortunately, I think, you know, got to replace him with new talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Has Now, this is the one I wanted to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. Kevin Magnussen and Romain Grosjean are replaced by Mick Schumacher and Nikita Mazepin. Now, Mick Schumacher doesn't need any introductions, son of Michael Schumacher, and Mick, uh, you know, won championships in the lower categories. I really cannot wait to see Mick Schumacher in a Formula 1 car. Yeah. Nikita Mazepin, interesting story. I don't know if you know much about this guy.
1: No, I, I, I'm looking at the name and I must admit, I think every other name on the list I know, this one I'm like, oh, okay.
2: Well, we go. well type his name in and then go Instagram. He, he late last year, Posted a an inappropriate video on on Instagram. I'm, I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to judge. Uh, his video is inappropriate to say the least. Mm. Um, and I mean, a number of sponsors pulled out of of uh, Has. Jack Jones, the clothing label, pulled out. The video is is not great. And as I said, I'm not here to judge. If you want to do that, that's that's fine. But I think putting it on social media, I don't know. I think Günther Steiner has his work cut out for him. You're looking for the video, are you? I just... Yeah, anyway, we're
1: done. Anyway, keep
2: going, (laughs) I'm (laughs) listening. Anyway, look, I mean, as I said, I'm not going to go into detail of the... uh, I I can if you want me to. No, you don't
1: need to.
2: Yeah, it's an inappropriate video of him. And I think for a Formula One driver, not a great look, but if... No. You know what? Everyone makes a mistake as well. I'm also the belief that everyone makes a mistake. If that's his mistake, let's... Cross that one off, and, and we move yeah. on with him. But I think Gunther Steiner has his work cut out for this with this with this guy. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, Gunther can get the best out of him. Um, but yeah, oh, it'll be really interesting to see. And um, yeah, George Russell at, at still at Williams, and uh, Nicholas Latifi as well. There was no change there. So I think you know, I'm really looking forward to this season. Um, that said we really for a good season we're going to need some challenges from uh McLaren, Red Bull, Ferrari I've almost put a line through already. Well, I just don't think the challenges yeah. are going to come from them. And we're also going to need Racing Point Aston Martin Racing really to step it up. Look, with Vettel there perhaps I hope I'm proven wrong. I'm just not convinced he's the answer there. But perhaps I'm wrong. But the, the challenges really do need to come from Red Bull. They really need to come from McLaren. And they really need to come from uh, Aston Martin as well. Because as I said, it's not going to. Ferrari, I don't believe, will mount a challenge. I don't know. Hopefully I'm wrong. What do you think? What are you thinking, Tom? No,
1: I think this isn't going to be their year, Ferrari. Yep. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's just my two cents. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
2: Never mind. While we're at it, we'll just talk MotoGP as well. Um, I'm not sure if Suzuki will repeat their efforts of 2020. Mark Marquez is back with Paul Asparo on the Repsol Honda. Ducati, really, I'm really excited about this. Jack Miller has been yeah. elevated to the Ducati team. And Frank uh, Bagnaio as well will be in there. Uh, Francesco, sorry, I should say. <laughs> and the Ducati team as well. Uh, Monster Energy, I have big raps on this guy. I keep talking about him every week. We do a podcast, Fabio mm-hmm. Um, He's replacing Valentino Rossi there and Maverick Vinales as well. Hopefully Yamaha get their stuff together. Suzuki, Alex Rins and Johan Mir. Uh, Red Bull, uh, KTM, that is, uh, Brad Binder and Miguel Oliveira. Uh, Aprilia Racing, uh, Alex Asparo and Lorenzo Salvadori or Bradley Smith, they're saying that that one is not yet finalized. Uh, and the Patronus Yamaha, really interesting. Uh, Valentino Rossi and Franco Morbidelli. We already knew that mm. though. I mean, they they spoke about that last year that, that they were going to do the switch. Valentino yeah. Rossi. So, um, I mean, I hopefully Valentino can still offer some input to the team as well on what's happening on the Patronus. Sometimes we saw these Patrona Yamahas actually fit faster than the factory Yamaha. Mm-hmm. So, uh, be really interesting to see what happens there. Uh, LCR Honda, Alex Marquez, and Takao ne- Nakagami as well. Uh, interesting to see what happens there. Carl Crucciolo uh, standing down, and Prema Racing, Johan Zarco and Jorge Martin. Some tongue twisters there anyway. So it'll be interesting to see MotoGP. MotoGP kicking off much, much later this year. It's not till really well into March. They're doing a fair bit of testing in Qatar as well. But, yeah, the first race in Qatar is not till we're deep into March. So, um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how they go.
1: Taking a quick step back, the first round for F1 is not in Bahrain until the 28th of March.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's starting much later as well. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, So... And um I think Australia is to be announced later in the year.
2: Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. So that'll be uh we're all looking forward to these I mean, you, you really know. I mean, when we when we're right in the middle of the season, we've got so much content to talk about and the races to talk about during the summer periods. I mean, we not we struggle, but we we Yeah, there's there's gaps we've got to fill. And saying that, yeah. we've done a good job and we've we filled the time tonight anyway, Todd. And yeah yourself, Todd, and myself, we've been able to... We've Of course, with Ross Tapper and David Smith, without them, we couldn't have done it. All right, Todd. Well, look, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. No and, worries. Um, just give us a quick brief, what are you up to? What's happening?
1: Again, just Evo things. Yep. Um, yeah, finally, getting some work done on it. Uh, bit the bullet the other day and ordered a, Well, not new, a new set of brakes entirely, but rotors and pads that... Mm. I nearly had a heart attack when the final bill came through. All oh, right. Um, and just aiming for Albany. But yeah. also this year, I don't know how many events I'll actually do. Um, I do have a good friend of mine who said um, time pending, um, a lot more seat time. So probably going out to the driver training centre a bit and just cutting laps in that car and just learning, learning what it does, which yeah. I'm happy to do, especially mm. with the... Uh, the person that's offered the instruction um, is, well, a former winner of multiple events in Targa. Yep. And um, be good. Yep. So, and that's, that's cool. about it. Um, just building a few things. I'm um, Speaking on Simon's behalf, he's not here to say, but Simon and I have two or three things brewing in the background. And then, of course, Simon being Simon, has another four that we don't even know about brewing in the background until you... Walk into the shop and you go, hey, where, where did that come from? Oh, that's that brought up the other day. So, yeah.
2: I must admit, I went into his <laughs> shop today and it's actually looked really neat, actually. He's really tired. I was it the other day, a, yeah, um, Christmas period,
1: with my mask on doing IT support. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, well, his, his Falcon's gone home.
2: Mm. Yeah. How awesome um, is
1: that? Yeah. Uh, more to come on this. I've pestered him and said we need to get some videos of that and just generally do something with it because
2: yeah
1: if, if you don't realize that car is something else
2: yeah yeah it's awesome bit of kit yeah It's an awesome so. bit of kit all right todd well thanks for joining us on the podcast uh, we'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks time anyway take care yeah. no worries see ya talk and power
0: your motorsport and motoring radio show now on 88.5 fm the valley comes alive and podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.